Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Heath Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Hey everybody, Chad Prather here. Welcome to another episode of Second Shot. Sitting here with my buddy Heath Oaks. What's going on, pal? Man, you know, just another day in paradise. I'm just still like loving and living in my life of my Packers being the Cowboys like they did. It just is make so much better in you, life. You're going to just carry that thing on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. All the Cowboys you know, fans were running their mouth when they scored that touchdown uh, there at the end, and I'm looking at them going, guys, there's a minute 13, one timeout, we have Aaron Rodgers. You don't. You need to chill. Yeah. Heath, sure enough. Heath almost got beat up after that game. Yeah, some old man tried to fight me at the end of it. I was yeah. like, calm down, dude. Yeah, relax. Break a hip. Come on. Nice, well, nice socks, by you know, the way. You, and, you, you and I were planning on uh, going to the Packers-Lions game in November. Yep. But, you know, since I've got my boycott going, I can't. Yep. Still thinking about making it out to Green Bay. I heard there's other attractions there. No, there's not. No, no, no. no there's, there's nothing. Absolutely in nothing Bay. else. Uh, I'm doing nothing. a show there November fourth. Uh, that'll be I, that'll be about it. But no, there's really there's really nothing. Nothing. Yeah. nothing Lambeau there. Field. Lambeau Field's about it. No and, offense, uh, the Green Frozen Bay. Tundra. That's about it. But I do. I love football. I love college football. My teams have done well. Clemson and Georgia have done pretty well this year. And I've been, I've enjoyed. You know, I always enjoy college football more. But I was I, pumped about my Longhorns this weekend. They did well. But the other week, uh, something happened with uh, one of my favorite players in the NFL, a guy by the name of J.J. Watt. Yes. Read this headline. Uh, Houston's Texas, J.J. Uh, Watt, Texans, good Lord, Texans, <laughs> out for J.J. Watt out for the season with tibial plateau fracture in left leg. Houston Texans coach Bill O'Brien confirmed Monday the defensive end will miss the remainder of the season with a tibial plateau fracture Just he sustained Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't sugarcoat it. I am devastated, says J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt is so tough, though, he'll probably go home and grow another leg. Yeah. Uh, he's just, the guy is just resilient. I, I, I he's hate that. universally loved yeah. by everybody. Everybody. He's a class act. He's always good with the fans. He's a charismatic guy. He's a great spokesperson for the NFL. Uh, I wish there were more guys like him. He's, he's definitely a great spokesperson for, for life, anybody. Yeah. For life. He's done so much for the state of Texas. And there's, I mean, the guy set out to to, to raise $250,000 after Hurricane Harvey and raised, you know, over $30 million. So, yep. I mean, it's crazy. But, that, you know, that, that uh, tibial fracture right there is down around the ankle. Fortunately, it wasn't his knee. Yeah. Because that could have been career ending. Yep. Right there. We don't need J.J. Watt. If, if the NFL doesn't bankrupt itself and go out of business in the next you know, season anyway, with all this stupidity they've pulled on the managerial side, and especially on the PR side, uh, we need J.J. Watt around for a little while. And when I, when I read that headline, the biggest thing to me was, is in, and I, you see this in life in general, how people will try to grapple with when bad things happen to good people. Right. And trying to understand why, whether it happens to you uh, personally, whether you've lost somebody that you didn't feel like you should have or you lost your job when you didn't feel like you did when you put the work in and you honestly felt like, why is this? Or you watched somebody, you know, like him go through it and you go, man, why? J.J. Watt, yeah. like, why does something like that happen? And, and, and I think a lot of people get messed up over it because they keep going into, like, why, why, trying to understand it. Yeah. What's your thought process behind it? Well, first of all, let me add another element to that. A lot of times we see ourselves as being a little bit invincible, like, well, that's not going to happen to me. Yeah. Then it does. Uh, J.J. Watt, we're like, J.J. Watt can't get hurt. Mm -hmm. Nobody can hurt J.J. Watt. And then all of a sudden it happens. 
but let's face it, into every life a little rain's going to fall. I yep. mean, things are going to happen. What do you do with that? And you're right. Sometimes it feels insurmountable. We know by the, the level of, of things like suicide that happen in yep. this country. People just don't know how to recover from, from things that come you know, our way in life. And I, I've told you this a million times. I've hit rock bottom so many times that when you get down there, you can see my name signed <laughs> on the wall three or four <laughs> yeah. times. So I know what that's like. I don't know that I won't be there again. Uh, I hope not. It's not a fun place to be. But I know that through every one of them, I've learned something. Yep. I grew from it. I know that if I had, and I think I've said this to you before, if I had the level of success that I'm enjoying now when I was 24 versus 44, I would not handle it the same way. Yep. I had to hit rock bottom in my 20s and 30s a few times, especially my 30s, because I don't I don't know that I would appreciate. What so now the things that come my way are more humbling. Yeah. And I'm more grateful and thankful and appreciative. And, and I, I, you know, it doesn't puff me up. It doesn't give me the big head, so to speak. You, you it, know, I go back to, um, have you ever, I mean, you probably do, General Stockdale. Mm-hmm. The General Stockdale uh, paradox is something that I always go to with this. And uh, my quote with Steve Jobs that I love where he always says, you can never connect <laughs> the dots forwards, only backwards. Yeah. And how many times in your life when you look at it and you, you can connect every dot backwards and see how it lined up to meet you perfectly. But the General Stockdale paradox, he was a POW for like eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the only one to make it out. There's like 50 people in there with him. And, and they, when he come out, they said, how did you make it and nobody else did? You know, was it just optimism? And he right. goes, no, everybody had uh, – there were people that were optim- uh, optimistic. However, this is the way I handled it. Well, he said the other people, this is what they would do. By Christmas, we're getting out. Mm-hmm. Christmas would come and go. They wouldn't, and they'd crush them. Easter, we're getting out. They'd come and go and crush them until their spirits were just crushed. Crush. He goes, I was optimistic. However, here's what I did. You have to face the reality, the current brutal reality yeah. of your situation. Yeah. You have to face that and own it. That my situation right now sucks. Yeah. My leg's broke. I'm out for the season. That's true. I got to own that. Realize it. Mm-hmm. Next is just have faith you will prevail in the end. Have faith that it's for a better reason. Yeah. Have faith that at the end of this day, whether I know when that's going to come or not, I know I will prevail. And yep. he goes, what that did for me was, is I faced the brutal facts of my current reality. Mm-hmm. It sucked. I was a POW. This was miserable. I didn't try to sugarcoat how bad it was. However, I did have faith that in the end, when that day come, whether it was now, 10 years from now, whenever I would prevail, I would yeah. walk out of here. Yeah. There are people who are listening to this right now, and you're laid up. I don't mean necessarily physically, but maybe it's a maybe it's a mental, emotional, maybe it's a spiritual. Things have been done to you. Maybe you're looking at a bankruptcy. Maybe you're looking at a loss. Nope. Maybe you're looking at a death in the family, somebody close to you. Either way, trials have come. You're sitting there, and you're going, I, I can't face this anymore. I can't do this. Yep. I, I, it blindsided me. Yep. And now what do I do? I get those messages every day, you know. I I want to. I would love to come to your show, but man, we just wrecked our truck, and now it's going to cost us everything because we weren't properly insured. On you know, and I sometimes I'll get those messages, and I'll say, "Come to the show. If you can get to the show, come to the show. There'll be tickets waiting on you." Yeah. And and but which is nothing other than to say, "Hey, look, I want to remind you, there are people out there that are going to help you and give you hope. All I can give you is a couple of tickets to come laugh for a couple of hours, but it gets better." It gets better. It does, and it's you can't look at the whole mountain. You may be in this deep hole of going where you want to be is so far out of reach that you can't understand it. But I think it does start with facing the current reality that your situation is not where you want it to be. It's brutal. It's ugly. It's nasty. You know, J.J. Watt said, my leg's broke. I'm out for the year, whatever. But you know what? Maybe J.J. Watt goes, 
now I got more time to be involved in this fund that I raised that I can mm-hmm. really be out here in the community doing what's really more important mm-hmm. than football, which is helping people get their lives back together. Maybe that was what, what why it happened to him because he's going to do something bigger than what the game of football is, you know. And I think that when you face your current reality and you have faith you're going to prevail, take it one step at a time. You know, like it takes so long in so many base camps to climb Mount Everest, mm-hmm. you know, to get to that one little part of it, the how long that trail is. It ain't just like you just climb up the mountain. So face your current facts. I think look at that one step forward that can start making a difference, whether it is if I just start saving $10 a week, uh, maybe I can in two years cannot be living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And then in two years you go, maybe I put this inside, invest it here, and then you one step at a time. But you got to face the current facts and you got to realize it ain't going to – you know, don't be going, oh, I'm going to be out of this hole by December. I'm going to be out of it by Easter. <laughs> Just go, in the end, I'm going to prevail. Yeah, and the Bible says that a hope deferred makes the heart sick. If you're always yeah. looking at something, oh, this is going to, by then it'll be, it, don't do that. Don't do that. Get yourself straight mentally. Know that broken bones heal, and a lot of times when they heal, if they're reset properly, they heal stronger than they were before they were broken. So yep. that's a reality in your in the rest of your life as well. All right, take a quick break. We'll be right back on the second segment of Second Shot. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Hey everybody, it's Chad here. And if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week. And there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. I'll be honest with you, I want to stay on this NFL thing for a little bit longer because there is a story that (laughs) Heath has discovered, and we talked about this thing a while back, and uh, oh my gosh. Well, it happened. Uh, it happened a week or so yeah, ago. Now I just can't. I can't get my mind wrapped around how stupid some people are. You got to just play the news clip to explain the story. It's the best. They they explain it the best. Listen right. up, Here USA Today. Listen. The Miami Dolphins are investigating a video which just surfaced Sunday night, which reportedly shows offensive line coach Chris Forster snorting a powdery (laughs) substance. The Miami Herald reports a team spokesman said, We were just made aware of the video and will have no comment at this time. Forster can be seen in the video talking straight into the camera as he does three lines of the white stuff. Forster says in the video, Hey babe, miss you, thinking about you, how about me going to a meeting and doing this before I go? He was allegedly speaking to Kiwana Niger, a model based out of Las Vegas. The video was posted on her Facebook. On Facebook, she says, I really don't do this often, but since it's NFL Sunday, let's talk about these coaches, folks. According to the Miami Herald, a source familiar with the layout of offices within the Dolphins facility says the video seems to take place at a Dolphins office. Forster has worked 24 seasons in the NFL for eight different teams. Wow. I can tell you what that white substance was. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't snorting baby aspirin, I promise you. Yeah. Yeah. BC powder. Where do you think you come into thinking that here's a good idea? 
Let me video myself snorting the white substance mm-hmm. in my office talking about, oh, what do you think about when I go to my meeting after snorting this? Like, it sounds up. so like 16-year-old, like, kid, stupid. Like, I mean, first of all, you look at this guy. Here's, here's an older, older white dude. I mean, the guy's been around for a minute. And he's obviously trying to impress this model out of out of Las Vegas. Las Vegas, who she totally took it and just out. I, I mean, him. come on, dude. I mean, did you really think this is like this is this guy is like the guy that goes to the strip club and thinks the strippers actually in love, with him. love him? Yeah, they, they, they're like like oh no, she's into me. I <laughs> think she's into but, your money. But where where <laughs> how do you get to that amount of that level of stupidity? Stupid. Like where in in life does happen that goes. I want to be this stupid today, yeah. and I want to video my like in today's world. There's enough video cameras out there to video you doing something dumb, for you to post yourself doing something illegal, in where you work, just completely yep. being stupid, looking right at the camera, like, right yep, at the camera, mean mugging it. <laughs> yeah, like, like how does he not think? Well, first of all, I mean, I don't know if the guy's married. I don't know what's going on. Is this a? Is this a? You know, I mean, there's a. He's in trouble on a lot of levels. I mean, I, I'm sure there's got to be some legal ramifications. Well, it's white uh, substance. Nobody could ever prove what it well, is. Well, he can go, they sure. make him pee in a cup. Well, yeah. I mean, the Dolphins can, and then it becomes a whole Well, a whole he's deal. fired already. I'm he's fired. Sure. He's, he's gone. Yeah, he's out of here. I mean, can you imagine your heart just drops? You see this thing, and you're like, oh, oh. Suddenly, that stupidity run, comes rushing into your brain, and you go, what was I thinking? Well, this, you weren't thinking, Yeah, what stupid. happens there? How do you have a lapse <laughs> of judgment, judgment that bad? I mean, because the guy's got to have some level of sense in order to be, you know, at, at the highest level of a coach for that yeah. many years, you got and, and never being in trouble. I mean, that we know of it, never been like it. I don't know who he is. You have to have some level of sense to all of a sudden have this lapse of. Well, now here's the first thing: the fact that the guy is snorting a white substance. Maybe period, he hasn't had a level is, of sense. Is stupid. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I mean, come on. I, I understand everybody's got their demons and does their thing, and and that's that's whatever. I'm not excusing any of that. Uh, that that ultimately you, you got to deal with yourself on that. But this guy's not thinking. No. And so so I I oftentimes sit back and wonder, and I scratch my head, and I look at things that people do, and I and I go, you weren't thinking when you did that, uh-huh. did you? You know, they say, for instance, whenever a guy is sexually aroused, his IQ drops by thirty seven percent. That's why guys make a lot of <laughs> yeah. stupid mistakes when That's... they're when they're doing things like that. You add alcohol to something like that on a typical Saturday or night. Now you're, now you're really making stupid decisions. Yeah. So so I don't know, but I, I tell people all the time, not all the time, but I, I've said to you know, young young guys, I've said you, you know you really need to keep your head about you. You know, Rudyard Kipling said you need to you need to. I won't start quoting poetry here, but basically he says, you know, you got you got to keep your head about you when everybody around you is losing theirs. Yep. And so it, it's real easy to fall into temptation, and that's what this guy did, trying to be Billy Badass. I would love. I would. I would <laughs> love to know if 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 she baited him to get that, right. or if he just did that. You know, here I don't. Ha- I have no idea, but here's a scenario I can envision. He's out in Vegas. He's having a good time. He meets this girl. They go off. And maybe they do something like that, or they're at a party. You know, they're doing it. So he thinks, "Oh, this is okay. Now, this is cool. This is cool for me to do this with her." Who knows? This guy may have never done that before. I have a feeling to do three of those lines. Come yeah, on now. Yeah, I mean, we, had, we, had, know had, had we know he did. Yeah. We know he did. But my thing is this: is I, I talk about it a lot <laughs> in today's world, whether it's text messages, whether it's emails. Whether it's videos, whether it's anything, you before you send a text talking about 
anybody. Like, here's the little things that it can cause in, in your personal mm-hmm. life that if you are heated at the time with um, a friend or something and you send to another friend some stuff really talking bad about them and you're just heated at the moment, right? Yeah. Nothing on the level of this, but that could all that could be shown to that person at some point or another. Like, you, you have to have the reality that you video yourself, you put anything in writing, email, text, or anything, that can be public... ASAP. And anybody and everybody can do. And I always meant never put anything in writing that you're not okay with everybody seeing. Everybody's going to see it. Ask Anthony Weiner. Ask Anthony Weiner. Now he's in jail. How does he come back from this? Does he? I mean, this Mm, is. Nope. I don't think you do. That one's rough. I don't think you do. I, I mean, I, I say that, and then again, I look at Mike Vick. I mean, Michael Vick came back. They got, you know, here's Michael Vick on whatever sports show he's doing, doing talking. I'm like, how did Michael Vick ever become a thing ever again after doing what he did and, with the dogfighting ring? I, but, I mean, but second chances are, are something that should be real, don't you think? They should be real. I mean, don't you think they that should if, somebody, be real. if somebody does, does their deal, comes back that. from it, they can, anybody can come back from it if they genuinely... But you can't come back. It's hard for me to believe that, on a personal level, yes, it's hard for me to believe that we live in a world where somebody can come back to that big of a public level mm-hmm. because I because it's almost like, hey, you were given a platform, you completely abused it. Why should you ever get that again? Because the damage has been done. That is out there now. That's influencing people. That will never go away. That story right there. Yeah. You know, who knows who, you know, so how many times, how many kids are out there passing this video around yeah. going, hey, man, this is so funny. And now it becomes something. Because here's the deal. If you can laugh at something, mm-hmm. you can learn to live with something. Yep. And so you put you, the damage is done. You don't know. You don't yep. know what the, so I, I look at something like that and I say, uh, I mean, again, I go back to the dog fighting. People say, man, Mike Vick did it. Let's go get some dogs. Yep. Let's run a ring. It, no matter how you go to prison, you do all those things, it never goes away. So I don't think you really should be given that platform ever again. Well, I have a feeling. I, I think you have to think about these things in your life today and in the little hiccups that come up. Be careful what you put in a text yeah. message, what you put in an email um, or a video. And, and <clears throat> some of the biggest troubling things to me are all of these pictures and things being sent and all the younger generation of people doing it that how long those things can stay with you because – no matter what you put on or put out there, you know, like you said, that video is never going to get to be yeah. erased from anybody because everybody has it saved somewhere. Like forever, <laughs> no matter what, that's coming up. You've got to be deal. very, very careful. Do not go full-blown stupid, guys. Yeah, don't. If you're listening to this, please don't go full-blown stupid because that dude just went full-blown <laughs> and stupid. And you want to say, say the line from the actual movie. You don't want to go full-blown. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, uh, that's why people ask me all the time, you ever considered running for office? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. No, I don't I'm fine anything just brought up. On, you know, Facebook and podcasts. And I'm whatever. just so glad when I was 16, 17 that social media was not around. Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. All right, got to take a break. We're going to come back to the third segment. You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening, and we'll be right back with Second Shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow, go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code WATCHCHAD. I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you, and they save you money at the same time so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD, and save some money. 
Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCN. I am sitting here looking out the window from the lofty fifth floor studios of the RNCN <laughs> looking at the George Bush, President George Bush turnpike where just two weeks ago I wrecked my truck. And you did? I did. I didn't I know did. that. I didn't tell you. I uh, was on the way to do a benefit. I bet you thing. weren't looking at your phone or nothing. Were not you? A, not a bit. I would. Mm. I make no admission of guilt. <laughs> I um, uh, Siri and I were having a conversation. Oh. I was. You know, how traffic gets out here on this road, and I was coming to a benefit. I was speaking that night uh, for pediatric cancer uh, for uh, Carson's Crusaders. That's an awesome organization. They give give they give uh, gas cards to families yeah. that have because that's the biggest thing if you have a kid with pediatric cancer you got to go to these clinics and these hospitals you're, a lot of times you're coming from out of town so food parking and gas they'll break you i mean it's just break you oh, because yeah. these people you have to eat out constantly you're traveling back and forth all this stuff and parking fees and those other things at the hospital um but anyway i this guy stopped short right there in the traffic and i hit that my analog brakes didn't hold on and i just boom i totaled his volvo oh wow and i bent my bumper yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the joys of driving a big jacked up truck. You know what's funny? This is actually probably a good time to kind of bring up maybe some stuff about different charities. I think yeah. it would be good. Like, yeah, let's talk about. Well, that. you know what's funny is we offer a cancer plan at Colonial Life. We do it through the deal, and one of the biggest things about our cancer plan is we pay for travel, lodging, and all of that because. That's one of the biggest things people get misunderstood about. They just think yeah. about hospital bills, and they don't think about the travel, the lodging, and everything. So we pay mileage uh, for people traveling back and forth. We pay for hotel stays. We pay for mm-hmm. all of those things because those literally come up to being some of the most massive expenses. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that it would be a cool time to bring up some light on – like Jenny just did a story this week. Um, you can go to Jenny and Chondo and go look at it. Uh, in my shoes, this new is she uh, a dot com? She got Jenny and Chondo yeah, com. Yeah, Jenny, yeah, yeah. Um, she did a story on in my shoes, which is a brand new charity, um, a brand new center that just opened up and had their first patient this week. And it is it is mothers that are pregnant that are homeless, mm-hmm. and they are a a facility. It's the only one that just handles pregnant mothers. And they have their room, they get a stay, they get coaching, they get advice and all that. And what's in, what was interesting to me was she did a story on this lady, the very first resident. And it, because you, you may have a stigma around what you think about when it comes to homeless people, some do. Yeah. This lady has a bachelor's degree and had uh, many years in the insurance business, actually. She was um, living in, I forgot where she was living, I think she was living in Dallas, and lost her job and was looking for another job and had ran out of money and she was on her way to Houston to stay with family to get back on her feet and mm-hmm. Hurricane Harvey happened and wiped out all of her family's houses. Next thing you know, she's sitting here homeless and she's seven months pregnant. Yeah. And so it's interesting because this woman, extremely intelligent, has a degree. Life happened really weird, right? For yeah. her losing her job and then Hurricane Harvey hitting where her family was. So now she has nothing yeah. in this home and they got a program in place to develop them after they have the baby they get to stay nine months or so afterwards and they get them in courses and try to get them enrolled in in into business so it's in my shoes um they're all private donation um, do you know if it's a dot org or um it, I, I don't i just know I bet in, if you tried in my shoes.org i bet it'd be yeah, close but in, google in, in my shoes in my shoes and 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 you can go to Ginny and chando uh, on her facebook or anything too and look at the story she did a great story about it and um i think it's a very neat organization that i can not imagine Somebody being homeless and pregnant and trying to raise a kid and, and do all those things is pretty, 
pretty interesting. Do you have any other charities that you're you're really fond of? I've got a few. You know, talking about that, I, I'm 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 a big fan of the Ronald McDonald House. I've done some events with them out of Fort Worth, and they do a great job of folks who need places to stay when those kids come in. And uh, I've met some of those kids, and of course we've we've done a lot of stuff with Cowboys Who Care dot org and you know putting cowboy hats on kids with cancer and that's that's a phenomenal thing i my heart you know i'm trying to find i'm in a place right now and i'm, I'm trying to be patient because i'm trying to find a place to kind of park my platform mm-hmm. and i really want to do something with pediatric cancer because my heart breaks for those mm-hmm. kids it, it really does you know I, it's it's there's nothing in, in those kids that you see in those clinics and i've done so many of those hospital visits and so many of those places and, of course, my mother-in-law, she's a pediatric uh, nurse at Cook's Hospital in Fort Worth. And, and that's a children's hospital, by the way. They, uh, you see these kids, and they have so much more strength, resolve, and perseverance than we do as adults. Yep. It's amazing to see that. These kids, I don't know if it's just a naivety of not knowing what life really is all about at this point or how much there is. They're not tainted by all the negative yet. There's not. And, and you, they have an optimism that we need to garner from them. Their there ignorance is, on fire. Their ignorance on fire. And, and, and there's another one. It's, it's faith like a child. It's, it's just believing you know, everything is going to be all right. And, uh, and so I, I have a heart for that. And, and I see these kids and I see these families and my heart breaks but I'm also encouraged by them when I see them yep. because it reminds me that, A, uh, things aren't always as bad as they could be, and, and B, things can get better. Yep. And oftentimes they do. And so, I don't know. I, you know, I, I look at those. I work with a lot of those different those, those charities, and um, we, we've done some things. And, of course, I, I will tell you this, though. I, it's something that a lot of people don't know. I, I don't know the current estimate, but I want to say there's like 506,000 organizations out there that are dedicated to military and veterans and and a lot of those you need to be careful when you go to those Mm -hmm. because a lot of them are not doing what they say they're doing so i always encourage because i do a lot of a lot of benefits in 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 military charities a lot of people will ask me how do you decide on which you know um, charities and stuff to give to you've got to google them yeah it's very easy and and a charity should not be running that 30 cents on on your dollar is going back to them i mean if a charity is running in, I mean, because here's what we got to understand. Not every dollar, not 100% of your dollar is going to go because they're going to have to pay some people to help run, manage, and do yeah, those things. Sure. But if but if something is, is 70 cents or higher of your dollar is going to help, they're running a pretty yeah. great organization. But I, I also want to challenge everybody to go get involved in mm-hmm. one or two charities and give back. And maybe you don't have any money, but go give your time. Yeah. Go to the events. I mean, my wife works i mean my wife puts in an extreme amount of hours early mornings to late days now we have a baby but yet we are still she is still going and volunteering her time to speak or mc to bring awareness to Mm -hmm. two probably one to two different events a week when she would much rather be in bed however bringing awareness to these causes are huge so it's even if you don't have money if you're not involved everybody should i think if everybody would just go get involved with one and pushing awareness and helping to give back, yeah. I think things would be drastically different. I uh, encourage people as well on an international level because this matters. If your light is bright at home, it should fi- shine far away as yep. well. And so Compassion International is something that we're involved with. Uh, we have you know the adopted children that we support around the country, uh, and they just feed starving children. Yep. And 80s, I think 86, 87 cents on the dollar goes to 
them, and you can actually go to compassion.com slash Chad Prather, and for $38 a month, you can sponsor a kid. And, and it makes, we visited those countries, we visited those kids, and let me tell you, it makes it makes a huge difference. We've traveled to those places and visited with those kids we, we sponsor, so it makes a difference. I, I know you feel the same way, but I can tell you that if you go give your time to around helping some of these you will do nothing but come back and be really revived. Like giving yeah. your time back and being around and seeing situations that will make you more grateful or make you feel more blessed and it'll make you happier in general. Because when you get to help somebody else out, it, you, can't, you can't continue to be negative yeah. and feel sorry for your own self. You're going to start coming up out of that hole. Y'all want to listen to me get a rise out of Heath Oaks. If you live in the Dallas area and you go to a fundraiser for a charity in the Dallas and they're having an auction, Stop drinking and shut up. Yes. During the auction. Nothing. It's one it's wor- I do them all over the country and I'm telling you this it is the wor- Dallas me. is the worst for people just they start socializing when the auction starts. It purely talking in general when somebody's talking yeah. drives me nuts. <laughs> like shut up. When somebody's up there talking, if you're in an event there with that and it's coming to bring yeah. that shut up. Yeah. It is. Just shut me. up and listen. It's yeah. so disrespectful. Yeah. To be talking on having conversations while somebody yeah. is presenting or talking. Those live auctions take every minute, bit of 30 to 40 minutes. Just be quiet for a minute. And the person that's going up there is probably giving their time yeah. back. And you're drinking free booze. Yes. Just be quiet. Just shut up. Just get in the corner and drink your Ripple. And then put your damn <laughs> shopping cart up. Yeah. Put it in the corral. Put it in the shopping corral. Yes. Oh, my God. And that's shut up be, while others are talking. We're, gonna, we're not going to just start a charity. We're going to start a crusade. All yes. right. We got to get out of here. Heath, where can they find you? Uh, Heath Oaks or Ignorance on Fire. All right. Find me at watchchad.com. Come find me out on the road, too. I'd love to see you on tour and visit politicalcowboy.com. And find me on all the socials under the name uh, Hank Moody. I love you guys, (laughs) and we'll catch you next week on another episode of Second Shot.